0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen.
1: Put on that lily white and run and on to that green.
0: White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its loud and nights. we fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, on it in the, the Come on, not be so bloody slow, You, you Hi, right,
2: Season 4, Episode, team, episode team, 16 of the Tottenham Xperia Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, my co-host, John Steggles. Afternoon, hello. Right, it's just a two-man pod this week. We, we had hoped to have... Um, Publisher and author Chris Cowlin on the pod this week, but the elements seem to have got the better of him. Um, It's snowing down here in in much of the UK, so um, it'll just be the two of us. Um, What a week. Applewell dispatched nicely in the middle of the week, top of the group, um, and then we fresh stoke again. Normal service. resumed.
3: Crisis, what crisis? Yeah. You know, you know, everybody's doom and gloom and it's, it's, we're all heads in the hands. It's going nowhere and we're having a rubbish season. All of a sudden, we're at the top of the world again and we're playing well. Uh, one of the things come out of yesterday is I always think that when a team is we play a team that is playing as badly as Stoke or as wakeful as Stoke, we have to punish them. It's no good just beating them by one and, and squeaking it. You have to go out and punish them. And I think yesterday we did. We sliced and diced them yesterday. We played really, really well. It was needed for the fans and the players. I think that result yesterday.
2: Was there an element of you that beforehand, you know, given what's gone on against um, West Brom, Swansea, um, Burnley, you know, and even for that matter, I know we beat them, Palace and Bournemouth. Was there an element of you that went went into that thinking it's Stoke, they're going to do that thing, they're going to put men behind the ball, they're going to make it difficult. It's Wembley, and we're going to find it difficult to break them down.
3: Yeah and I think to be honest yes and I think the some of the first half I was sat there watching it thinking it's kind of here we go again if I'm honest um we didn't have that same impact in the first half I didn't think Dembele and Winks were at their best although we had four we had four shots in the first half hour and all of them were on target so we were playing quite well um but yeah there was an element me I thought here we go again this could this could go that way but I think in in the end our quality showed through. Really, I mean, you you were there. What did you yeah. make of it for the stadium? I
2: I think the early goal helped. I think that's that made a big 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 difference. Um, well, firstly the fact that we didn't concede an early goal, um, and that you know we're not playing catch up, but also the fact that. We got that. We got our noses in front early on and we haven't done that too many times at Wembley this season. I think the only game that we've done that was Liverpool. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure both, even our victories against Palace and, and Bournemouth, the, 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 the narrow 1-0 victories, the goal came much later in the game. I think that made a big difference. Um, my season ticket at Wembley um, is next to AST, host of the Echoes of Glory podcast, and beforehand, you know, we were talking about the game and and predictions and whatnot. And he said to me on more than one occasion, 5 nil, it's going to be five nil." And every time, every time he said that, I would pull this face, um, difficult to describe um, on a podcast. But and he would then laugh, and he was like, "Your face," and it was you know, it was that face of doubt and disbelief that we can't do it. And look, I'm I'm as optimistic as most when it comes to Spurs, but psychologically you can't at the back of your mind you can't help think even though we had a few victories at Wembley that it's still tricky it's still difficult to, to you know we we make it as much as teams come to play come to Wembley and make it difficult um I think we make it difficult for ourselves at times and we should have the personnel to break teams down and we when we showed that yesterday and like I said the early goal I think made a big 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 difference and uh, Set us on our, on our way.
3: I think you know. There's always there's always an element. I mean, even against Real Madrid, it's it's the hope that's going to kill you. you, you you're, mm. you know, even even at, when we were doing so well against Real Madrid, I was thinking I'll take the draw here. And it's it was there was there's kind of that element that you always set yourself up to be happy with with the result if it's going to go south. But yesterday, I think like we did punish them and we did play not within ourselves, but there were there was a, glimpses of what we were last season um ericsson in space is a glorious thing to behold um it was it was a, a heartening result and uh, this time last season we beat swansea 5-0 after a, a, a couple of poor games in october november That's right yeah um and it seemed to kick start us on and i think maybe that yesterday's result will have the same impact. Absolutely. Um, you the, know. the only negative, though, was the lack of clean sheet, I would say. Um We, we should have closed that one out. I, w- I was a bit pissed off with that goal that went in.
2: Yeah, Lloris, um I don't know. I, 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 I like goalkeepers who, who are brave and, and come off their, their line, but I think if you're going to do that, you've got to be confident enough to, to get to it. And I think he's got himself to blame for that one.
3: Yeah, he, he, uh, you could argue he's, he's perhaps some of the one of the unluckiest goalkeepers in the league, because nearly every first shot on goal goes in. It seems for, mm. to me, and that was the same yesterday. That was the first real attack that they had, and it went the, in again.
2: There was one actually. There was one just prior to that where he made a brilliant save when he went low to his right hand side, um, and and palmed it away. That which was pretty good. But yeah, it's it's frustrating. But I think the other thing about yesterday was. Um, I'm trying my best at this point, given that we'd slipped a few weeks ago as far down as 7th, not to look at the table, but you can't help but to look at it after a good result. Chelsea obviously losing yesterday. We'll have to see what happens to Woolwich and Liverpool today, but um, we moved up, move up to 5th, which is good. And We're only now 4 points. Forget about Liverpool and, um, and Woolwich, they've got a game in hand the 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 ones that we're really chasing are Chelsea in third, and we were seven points behind. To bring it down to four, um, that's you know suddenly good result. Maybe another few good, good results. Things can change very quickly in f- football. As Fans, we get despondent when things aren't going well, and we seem to forget that history will does tell us that in the past we've we've been through these patches and we've come out of them. Um, and it doesn't take much
3: this season's always been about fourth for me. I don't think we were ever, ever in, if we'd have been at Whitehall Lane, we might have had a, a, a shout at doing something better, but it's being at Wembley, it's always been about just getting fourth place for me this season. And I think we're on for that. And we've just got to provide that consistency. So now through to the end, which I know we can do, mm-hmm. but it, it, again, it's always, about if, if we get, I mean, man, uh, you know, yesterday there was a, it was a Man City, wasn't it? they, but was it last weekend, Man City failed to break down 10 men behind the ball? You know, you get that all of the time. Chelsea yesterday failed to break the 10 men da- um, down when they were sitting behind the ball. It is difficult. It's not, you know, it's not just us that are now encountering this. Other teams are now employing this against the other, the other sides. So we've just got to prove ourselves and, and, and know that we can do it. And you're right, that early goal is the one that counts.
2: We had a question from Kent Goodrich who, who asked, um, are we back or was it
3: just Stoke? Hello, Kent. Um, I would say, yeah, Stoke were shit. But as I said at the top of the show, you have to punish these shit teams. You really do, and we did yesterday. We really did. We went through them like a, a, a dose of salts. Um, it, it was nice. It was nice to see that we were we were a, c- capable of doing that. Really, and Cap- um, we just need to keep doing it. I mean, it was a game of two halves. Essentially, the first half we didn't look up to much, and then the second half. Ericsson and Dembele seemed to step up and have that space. Uh, and, that, and Stoke completely collapsed. Hmm. I mean, Dembele, yes, they looked like the, a, a little bit like of his old self. Um, lasted a full 90 minutes. As a real, yep. Yeah, real driving force in that midfield yesterday. And, and th- that was good and heartening to see again. So hopefully we can keep doing that. i tell you what I... Just
2: just coming back to the question again. Um, yeah, they were, they were poor. But what what they did early on, they, they did put men behind the ball, and it was difficult. But I thought we showed the encouraging signs early on in the first half that we could find that opening, um, and we did. And then yeah, the, the, that that set, set, set us up nicely. And as shit as they are, you say, John, you've got to punish these teams. You've got to punish. You've got to beat what's put in front of you. And we could it could have gone. I'm not saying sorry. It, we, we, couldn't have necessarily gone the other way because you can't see that now and they were poor but we've played poor teams and come away at best sometimes with a narrow victory um so to be the next day talking about um in glowing terms about Spurs victory and and a a, a 5-1 no less that's that's impressive um and let's face it, if it was Man City or somebody, everybody would would would, would be talking about it. And we played some really good stuff, particularly in that second half. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, I'd agree.
2: What I liked was the fact that you know you've got obviously we've got Wanyama injured, we know that, and um, and and Toby out, and then throw in Sanchez in, into the mix, and then you, your options at the back start to become limited. Um, and we talked last week on the pods um, with Zoe and Bex about. Um, you know, missing Sanchez and and how we, we how we would cope with that because the only other sort of centre back we've got is fourth. Obviously, you could play Davis in a in a back free. Um, I was quite glad that he went with the four, um, Larice, Trippier, and um, Davis, and then dropping Dyer back with um, with with Vertonghen, and what that allowed us to do was to play to go back to playing that four two three one, which has served us well in the past. And I think sometimes there's one criticism of Pochettino, um, he always likes to get get the best players onto the field, which I think is fine. Um, but sometimes I think the balance is quite important as well in, in in the team. And also, there is a tendency I feel, maybe I'm being overcritical, but it's sometimes a bit too rigid with formations that we we we're playing. Say with a back free, and it starts to, starts to serve us really well. And we continue to do that, and then it's all, you almost sometimes feel like there's a reluctance to go back to playing four-two-three-one. Um But sometimes it's forced upon you, and I, I was glad that we, we played that formation yesterday. Um, and allowed us to have Winks and, and Dembele in the middle of the park, and more, moreover, Dele, Eriksson, and Son supporting Kane. And if we'd gone with the back three, um, would Son, for example, have started? I don't know. And if, had, and if he had, and if he started, would he have started? We've seen it before um, as a wing back, which isn't probably his best position.
3: Yeah, that's just trying to shoehorn in Horn yeah. players into a position to get them on the pitch. And I think you're right. Yesterday we set up perfectly. Son playing in his best position. Son was exceptional yesterday. He really was. He was. He, he needs to start more. I mean, we've said. I think we said on the pod in the past about pace in this in the team Mm. and he has got some genuine pace and he was running at the defenders time and a time yesterday um you know it's easy to say that you know the pace is in the head of the part of the movement but it proves something i think yes they prove something that we do lack of that little bit of direct pace in the team maybe lamella can provide a bit more now he's back but i thought son yesterday was was absolutely cracking absolutely cracking
2: his 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 stats. I, I mentioned it last week, but I think it's four goals and five starts. You know, and that's impressive. And also, if you look at some of the goals, okay, he scored against Palace, and he scored yesterday, and and had a hand in a few of the others. But also in the bigger games against Dortmund, um, for example, against Liverpool, he, he's he's always sh- um, shown up and, and scored. The thing with Son is, a lot of the time, fans are critical of him. For example, and then highlight the things that you know. If he's through on through, you know, on goal, and it's like a fifty-fifty with a goalkeeper. He'll he'll pull out, or he, or he, which is say a contrast to Kane, or he'll miss those easy chances. Um, the thing is, you could you could you could level that at any Spurs player. Find me a Spurs player that is a complete player. Um, Harry Kane arguably yeah we know he can head we know he can shoot with his left with his right he's got pretty much everything in his locker but you're always going to find players that are very good at one thing but maybe have weaknesses in in, in certain other areas and I think okay that uh, that's fine they need to work on that but you also sometimes have to accept it so for example you've got to accept that Ben Davis is a superb footballer but he's not Danny Rose and Danny Rose, I'm sure, has got certain attributes that, or, um, well, sorry, Ben Davies has certain attributes that, that Rose hasn't got, and I think with Son, sometimes amongst our fans, they will get lost in the whole, oh well, he was through on the goal and, and he should have done better, or we missed that sitter and and, and whatnot. Um His strengths, I think, far outweigh his any weaknesses or perceived weaknesses that he, he has, and his pace, as you say causes defence problems it gives us a different dimension um it's just his relentless effort and his attitudes. and he can go left he can go right um he's not afraid to cut in and shoot um yeah, superb absolutely superb and then to cap cap it off he scored as well in in, in the middle of the week um against Applewell.
3: so i, I think another one that will add to um our uh, the attacking rail as you say is lamella coming back into the 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 fray um i think we've we've lacked a player like lamella i know son can do that kind of thing but we've uh, lacked lamella and his his attitude uh last last season before he got injured his form was outstanding and then he had his gap year he can he, he's passing his skill his ability carrying the ball his first touch he, he he's badly missed and i think that he's going to bring some much needed urgency to the forward line uh he could really give he, him and Sonny and uh, behind kane could really give us um an all-round attacking threat and i, I would say it i would i would in the next match i drop i i hate to say this i drop ali because i think he's got I don't know what's going on in his head, but he's not playing very well. And I'd give Lamella in a run and I'd stick Erickson behind them.
2: Yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a, a question from John Heddington, which was, uh, sorry, apologies, Joss from Joss Heddington, who, which was exactly that, which was, um, he said, Deli Alley, it's my opinion that he should be dropped for the Brighton game and replaced with Mr. Lamella. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. would, I think it's. I think Brighton is a perfect opportunity for for Lamella to start a match. Um, is he is he fully fully fit um, to last the ninety? We we don't know. Um, that
3: even if he's not start him, give him forty five minutes and see how he does. Absolutely, he might, he might last an hour. Yeah, but I would give him. I would definitely. I think uh, um, yesterday I would have hauled Ali at half time and put Lamella on, but. Obviously, you know Poch is maybe trying to get him to, to play through and 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 see if he can change. You know, just by play. I mean, we've said before you play him, and that's the way you get him to play through these these drops in form. But I think now that it's it's beginning to be get a a, a little bit glaring, and he needs to take a a little break. I think get Lamella in there. Well,
2: I think previously we didn't have anybody that could come in for 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 for. for... For Delhi, um, we do now. And on the fitness thing, what he started, um, sorry, he came. He came off. He came on rather against Leicester. Had a cameo, looked impressive. He played again against Watford last week, and I think he got. I think he came in slightly earlier yesterday than, than in either of those two two matches, and he's looked impressive each time. He's looked sharp. He's, he's looked. He's looked good. I don't think he can last the ninety, but. He needs. To, we need to now at the next stage. Would be to get him to start a match, and if you know, as you said, if he if he if he can say play for an hour or whatever it is, and then he starts a tie, you've got a perfect player who can come off the bench in 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 Delhi Alley. Um,
3: and maybe that's what Ali needs. He needs yeah. that competition. He needs that. He needs that kick up the button. Somebody to compete for that place. I think. And I think Lamella will do that. And if he gets dropped for Lamella, and Lamella's is playing well and getting plaudits, it we'll have to. He will have to up his game. I think so maybe it, that is it.
2: I think it's actually set up nicely for Lamella. He's played a few matches. He's shown a glimpse of what he can do. He's he's starting to get his fitness back. He's starting to get his confidence, you know, because after coming back from a long injury injury spell, he's going to have that doubt in his mind. Um, It's it's, going to be a mental thing. But now he's starting to slowly edge his way back into the team. Um, We've won two games... um, Apoel and then obviously impressive result yesterday Brighton no disrespect to Brighton Um, Brighton at home on Wednesday on the back of her impressive win yesterday would probably be the perfect game for him to start Um, what Lamella also does we know about his energy and his um, the fact that he can press opponents that sort of thing Um, he offers a different dimension because he's left footed um, so he'll always cut in from, from the right so that gives us that's a complete contrast to ericsson and 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 deli ali uh, son for that matter i mean son tends to, to although he can shoot perfectly with with, with both feet he will tend, tend to cut in on his right from from the left hand side so lamella's got that but also because he's naturally left footed that'll give defender something else to think about um, when it comes to, to, to tackling so it, it's it's a good. It's good to have that option, um, and and I don't think it puts a lot of pressure on him at this point to come in, um, given we've, you know, given we've we've just won a game quite impressively, and that you've got Delhi to, to come off the bench if he if he starts to tire.
3: One of the things I noticed with Ali yesterday is not releasing the ball early enough, and it, it may be that he's overthinking passes and playing the ball, um, and it, when he's not releasing that ball early to Ericsson, Ericsson's not in space. the the ball gets lost easy and we we have to build again and we need that urgency in that kind of area and i think lamella in there could probably provide that um and ali need to rediscover that little bit of form that he needs Mm. i think i think I, i i'm definitely advocating giving him a rest yeah absolutely
2: yeah i think um on on just coming back to sun um I was at, on, on Friday night, I was um, at a, a Legends night um, hosted by, by Crackett, Richard Cracknell, who, who we had previously on the podcast earlier this season. Hello, Richard. And... Um, it was Gary Mabbott. It, it was Gary Mabbott, legend, Legends guy. and very early on, um, Mabbott was talking about you know the current team and and our success, and he said, look, you know, you've got various players in the team like Harry Kane who are exceptional, but the one player, the one player who's sort of been the standout player for me for this season, and I was expecting him to say Sanchez, and he okay. said Son, and he said Son, and he said Son's been superb, and he's just, yeah. his his efforts and um he's always trying he's always he's, he's just got really he's got really good attitude and i was, I was a little bit surprised that he said that not because sun isn't a, a but um i don't know I, I just i suppose i expected him to say sanchez or or maybe others maybe if Ericsson had been a bit more consistent and we know he started the season really well but he's been a bit quiet recently um but no he, he went for sun
3: and um is there a a little bit of an argument here for saying that Sun's one of the most underrated players in the league for his work rate and his strike rate and what he brings? I think he is. Uh, I don't think uh, he gets the plaudits that he deserves. If I'm honest, I mean he's the Asian Player of the Year. He he, he brings so much to the side. I, I I you know you can't you know it's whenever he's on the pitch it's sunny out. His attitude, his smile, the t- you know the whole round package with him. He brings everything to the team. Mm-hmm. You know he's, he he's always got that that Grin and happiness in his in in his eyes and his and his play, you know, when he comes on, you can he he gives the, the team another 10% on top of whatever they've got. Um, I I I would argue that he has to start every game.
2: I would I would I would agree with that. And I think um we'll talk a little bit about um Wednesday in a minute last Wednesday at Applewell. Um, but what that showed the the link up between him and Lorente on Wednesday for me I think was one of the impressive. Um, Parts for that match um, I think that
3: I mean we're sounding surprised at that but remember his form last season yeah he was he was exceptional last season he really was and it, again he's another player that's that's stepping up and what will happen if he's playing more it will draw defenders in it'll give Eriksen a bit more space and give him the, the 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 time he needs to bring his game which improves the team again that bit more so yeah, uh, yeah, more sunny, please. Uh,
2: I think Son's best best position though is in behind a striker, um, not as the main striker where where he has played last season on on the odd occasion. He played this season um, at Old Trafford when when Kane, Kane was out. I think if anything, whilst he can do um, in uh, quotation marks a job, um, I think he's better playing behind a target man. And I don't think the idea of putting him, uh, playing him as a wing back, just to fit all your best eleven players in in, in the team, is, is is a good idea. That being said, I think you've got to you've got to find a place for him in the team. But for me, that place is either in the free that if you play four two three one, it's in the free behind Kane, so it's um, vying with Ericsson, Deli, and Lamella. So if, if those four players fighting for three spots, and at the moment. Er- Son would, for me, be one of the, one of the first 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 starters. Ericsson, I suppose, would would be the other, and then it's a toss between Deli and Lamella. And like we said earlier, I think I think Lamella needs to be given a chance come come Wednesday.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, he he picked up he picked up Player of the Month awards last season. You know, he, he's not he's not a, just another person in the team to sell shirts at all. No. He, he's a, he's He's absolutely superb. Yeah,
2: he's got pace. He's got a good attitude, and he, and he links up well with not only Harry Kane but also Fernando Llorente. And I think, it's um, digressing slightly, but Llorente's performance on Wednesday, I thought he he did well. And I think that that next time, if Kane is injured or or, or whatever, I think we've got to start with with Lorente and then sign off him because that that's the yeah. for me the perfect. Big man, um, I can say little man, but he's not—he's not short. But you know, a big target man, and then and, and then a, another guy playing off off him with with, with some pace. Um, that they they, had, they those two seem to have a good understanding, and I think um, that's what we needed going forward. Um, the other. F- I wanted to mention about yesterday's game as you sort of touched upon it earlier was was Dembele Um, full 90 yesterday he played for I think about 85 minutes last week against Watford Um, he's starting to show that he's the Dembele of old
3: yeah he he was he controlled that game in midfield yesterday driving forward the, the first half him and Winks didn't look as good as they did in the second half when Stoke collapsed but i think the pressure that they applied and the way they drove through the midfield was yesterday was brilliant um but yeah at, at 90 minutes um we, i mean winks was good as, as well yesterday but you know dembélé it's a glimpse of him getting back to his best i think
2: mm. eriksen i also thought second half in particular which was a of the the eriksen of olds um he's had a few few weeks um Particularly since, well, I was going to say particularly since since Denmark qualified um, for 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 the World Cup and, and his hat trick against Ireland that that was a standout performance and and there's been a lot said that since that his, there's been a slump in, in, in form but actually if, prior to that game for um, for Denmark he was going through a spell with us um, I I remember for example when we played Madrid away as good as a performance it was he wasn't. Um, firing on all cylinders that season. Uh, sorry, in the, in that match which is interesting given very early on in the season, um in August certainly, um early September he was he 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 was doing it. But yesterday I th- I thought there was shades of the old Ericsson back. And one thing that's levelled against Ericsson is that he's he does it against the smaller teams, but not against the bigger teams. Now, I don't know if that's if that's fair or or, or not. That's perhaps a question for an, another time. But he wasn't doing it against smaller teams for the last few weeks. Yesterday, he 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 turned it on second half, and I, I thought he was superb. And to be fair, and to be fair, also last week against Watford, I, I thought he had a decent
3: game actually. Yeah, it, it it's all about Eriksson. Just needs that that yard of space, and if if. The ball, yesterday the ball was going to Ali, Ali wasn't get, releasing early enough when there was a, a pass on or he was losing the ball and there was a lot of stuff going back and it wasn't giving Ericsson the, the, the ball in the right places to, to, to play. As soon in the second half as he had that little bit of space to play it was a different matter completely. Um, so again, another, another reason for potentially dropping Ali is to give Ericsson the the time on the ball if we're not losing it and having to recycle it all the time um but i i thought yeah his, his vision and his passing and his movement as well i, I love the way he bursts into the box uh, on late runs to get on the end of balls uh we've got to be doing more of that and again, but it's drawing the teams out to be able to let us play football in the right areas if teams have 10 men behind the ball it's very difficult we need to have that space and if we're recycling it continuously it can be difficult to break them down just be a bit quicker and sharper mm. Um, let's talk a bit about,
2: about Wednesday. I mean, we've already topped the we already topped the group going into that match. Um, what what things can we take away from that game? I mean, Lorente getting on the score sheet that was good, well taken goal. Um, I thought his link up, as I said earlier, with, with Son was good, um, and Kundu?
3: Yeah, no, he had. A, I thought he had a nice little cameo as well. I thought Foyth was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, disregard the opposition; it was Applewell, and they, were, you know, their heads were down, and they weren't never getting anywhere. But he looked smooth. Bulk him up a bit. He should get some game time. He looked good playing the ball on the floor. Uh, he 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 looks like a ball player. I, they, I, I thought there was glimpses of a bit of um, Toby in him, if I'm honest. But he needs to be to bulk himself up a bit. Yeah, and and, it, and, it, and work on his well, it? Yeah, uh, I don't know, he could go in a different direction let's have, have a Mohican or, a, or an Afro or, so, or a Perm they, they do something else with the air, don't go down the Toby route um, he, no, I think he's going to be a proper player I really do, He, he I, I like the look of him but again, with Nkudu it's, it, it's that it's that burst of pace isn't it, and yeah. maybe that is again, it's maybe that that's what we need um, and I think coming into the, the FA Cup, I think people like Foyth and Nkudu will get some game time Especially against AFC, uh, we got Yes AFC time, Wimbledon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm still not convinced about Nkudu. I'm not his biggest fan. I just don't think the end product is there. Every time I've s- seen him, and he's he's one of those players. So yeah, he's got pace and whatnot, and it'll get fans out of their seats. But I've never really seen that that um, that final ball that, that delivery with him. Yeah, you could argue he hasn't really been given 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 a chance. I suppose. I-
3: well the, the, the stories that come out of um from the club are all about his attitude and he's got to realize that he, mm. what he's got to do and i think what one of the, the traits like the Poch likes in a player is that they're dedicated and they can they want to improve and they want to go forward you know make better themselves and the ones that he don't doesn't like and get um Disposed of quite quickly are the ones that come in with uh, like Billy Big Bollocks and think they oh I you know I can already do this and I you know this is easy for me. He wants players with that drive and that ambition, and maybe Nkudu from the the stories that will come out this week, he's kind of realised that he has to do that. So we maybe may see a change in his uh, attitude.
2: Winks was superb again. Um, I thought yeah. beautiful pass um, for the for the first goal, good ball in from um and then yeah, brilliant finish from um lorante
3: yeah i mean I, I was talking to um uh bin dippers fan liverpool fan at work after that and he they, they he said i oh, wink."s all he does is pass it sideways and backwards and i think that's a bit cruel on him i think his uh penetrative passing and his in his uh, his eye for a forward pass is is absolutely fantastic um and i you know he, he on his day he can control midfields really really well and he can he can play those balls he's he's just got to be a, a, a Drive on a bit more with the ball. If he if he could take a ball, if you compare him to Dembele, Dembele loves to drop the shoulder, take the ball, past somebody, find that space, look up and make the pass. Winks gets the ball, turns immediately. He's releasing that ball forward. If we could if we could get Winks to to get that drive forward, drop the shoulder, I think he would be uh, utterly world class.
2: Looking at the possible opponents, so the, the draws made tomorrow for the last sixteen. Um, is there anybody that you fancy?
3: So I um in terms of um probability and odds of of teams that we could draw we've got uh, it's pretty much 15% equal chances of drawing Bayern, Porto, Shakhtar um uh, and about 18% of uh, Juve and Seville um I um the <laughs> I mean we can get Besiktas as well, can't we? Again, that's fifteen percent of that. So you know, it's even Stevens. Who we are going to get really? Yeah. But you, you know, other teams have got higher percentage chances of drawing other teams. You know, um, uh, to one of the one of the things that is coming out tomorrow, uh, I think, well, we're going to have Barcelona, Chelsea. He's going to he's going to pop out that that draw. But I would like, I would I would like, um, Seville or Porto. I think, mm. yeah, one of those two. Uh, I, if if we can avoid UVA. I'd quite like that because I and and Bayern, but you never know who you're going to get. We'll probably end up we'll probably end up getting Bayern Munich. Uh, I would I wouldn't want Shakhtar. Yeah, just because of the travelling.
2: Absolutely, and also I mean that time of year it's probably going to be quite cold.
3: Yeah, okay. i will be used to it today. They'll be out there playing in the snow practicing. <laughs> <and> I think, <laughs> I think
2: um, there's certainly nobody I fear, and I, I would relish the opportunity to play a Juventus or a Bayern Munich, and particularly. Um, it would be nice to get one over Bayern um, in light of, in light of the fact that, that, that they've played um, Willich the last few seasons and, and thrashed them, yeah. and it'd be nice if we could, we could beat them, um, and that would sort of be
3: we could shove that down Woolwich fans' throats. Um, Speaking of those transient cunts, they've just equalised. <laughs> oh dear! Eighty-eight fucking minute, cunts. Anyway, moving on.
1: Um,
2: but I, part of me would like would like a bigger team. Should we progress later on in the competition? Um, yeah, you know, Juventus further down there if we were to progress. Yeah, for, like yourself, um, but I wouldn't want Sha sh- 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 I can't. Wouldn't want the, the team from Ukraine. Um, Seville, yeah, Seville. That we that would be nice, and we, we played them a few years ago, as I recall, almost ten years ago in the, in, in the Europa. Um, I would quite like Porto. Basel, yeah. we played them in the Europa, and it doesn't really excite me. It's just, it's just Basel, you know. It's just, it, to me, it's just got that not being disrespectful to them, but it's got that look and feel of a Europa League tie. Um, whereas some of the other teams are a bit more. Well, if you if you're going to go down that route. of names and yeah Juventus and Bayern Munich would, would be the standout ones but uh, Porto i quite like and we, we played them in the Cup Winners Cup um, a good 25 years ago
1: the
3: thing and is they, none, of the, none, none of those teams will want to draw us that's true Yep. none of them will want to draw us given how we're playing and I think we're probably better suited to playing in a little bit in Europe because we can catch teams cold and they don't sit back and defend 10 behind the ball mm. so uh, you know I, I would expect us to progress beyond this this round um, but yeah, yeah. No, nobody will want to play us. Nobody, nobody will look at Tottenham and say that's an easy draw. There's none of them.
2: The first leg will be away from home, which I think we should, should, yeah. should favour us. Right. um just briefly looking ahead. So we've got, we touched upon it a bit. Brighton. We've got Brighton in the middle of the week um, at home, and then next Saturday, Manchester City away. How do you see those two games and predictions
3: for those two? I- I think we we need to beat Brighton, and I think we will do. Um, I don't think I don't think Chris Hughton's the type of manager that will come and stick ten men behind the, the ball as other guys have done. He's got a bit of attacking ambition, and so I think they'll 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 set up, come out, and I think we should be too good for them. Man City, I think I want us to go there and stick ten men behind the ball. I uh, can I I you know I. That's going to be a difficult match because they're rolling over everybody. They're 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 fantastic going forward. So we've got to be on our on our metal. But they'll come out and attack, which means they won't have ten men behind the ball. Which means we will get chances. Hmm. So it, like last season, we might have to weather a bit of a storm. But I think we should have to uh um have to weather that. But I think we can get goals there. I think we can score. Well,
2: for that game, would you would you sit? sit back and hit hit them on the counter like we've done for example against liverpool and and madrid and and, and dortmund or would you just look at it and think Do you know what if we <laughs> we we can go toe to toe with them and actually um we shouldn't be worried too much about that we should play our own game whilst being obviously mindful that we can't leave too many spaces behind because they, they they've got the players certainly to, to punish us
3: they will they will punish any team if there's if if they have the space um, and I think we've just got to be tight at the back and I but I think we uh, you know given if we, Kane, Ericsson and Son if we st- uh, if we get those three up front uh, I think we we can score but I, I I don't want I don't want us just to sit back and, and just defend 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 um, I I think we've got to go for it and I I think we like you say we play our only game we play the way we've been playing we play and I know Pot- I trust Poch to go set us set us up to, to to play the right way
2: yeah I don't think it's, it's in our nature to defend defend um I think we've just got to be a bit smart and savvy about it that's all um yeah yeah we we there is an element of of we need to play our game and we need to we need to press them high up the pitch and we need to not be afraid because we've got the personnel, we've also got players that, that can punish punish them and, and we've proved that in the past but we just need to be wary not to leave those spaces because they've got um, a lot of talent across that pitch but if you look at previous encounters and okay, the, the last two seasons when we played City under Pep and then previously under, under Pellegrini, they weren't the city of, of this season. But yet they were still you know, impressive and they still had really good players. But on the occasions that we did win matches two um, two seasons ago, winning both home and away and then last season winning at home, we did go toe-to-toe. And it, it, they were open games of football. Um, and there's no reason why we, why we can't beat them. Um, so here's a question for you. Um, if you look at... The last few games, when we've played... Um, we've had midweek matches, whether that had been League or Europe, and then obviously game at the weekend. Pochettino has tended to ro- rotate the fullbacks. So, middle of the week, Rose and Uriah started, and then yesterday, Davis and Trippier. Um, against Brighton, would you... If you if you follow that trail of and you rotate the full-backs again, then it would be Rose and Uriah starting in the middle of the week and then it would be Trippier and Davis starting next week against Man City. I'm of the opinion that Walker... Sorry, that Rose... Um, Freudian slip there... That, that Roy's, Rose should start next um, Saturday just so he can do a number on, on Kyle Walker.
3: Um, the, the the thing about Kyle, the way that they play, Kyle Walker isn't playing your traditional he he pushes up even further forward than when he played for us um and i don't know if putting rose in there would do a would negate that um i i i i, I, I all i want is the strongest team and i think we have to see how we go on and, and the team that he puts out versus brighton will dictate the man city team i don't think i i think we'll see possibly trippier and rose and then I think again, I think we'll see possibly Trippier and Rose against Man City as well. You might be right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't want to second guess him because as soon as you start second guess that's why I don't bet because mm-hmm. I have got n- literally no insight into the way that these people think.
2: It's it's really difficult. I mean, I, I yeah, I would like Rose. There's no no reflection on Ben Davies. I would like Rose to start on Saturday. Um, then if. <sighs> Does he also start middle of the week? Well, there's no reason why he can't play Wednesday and then again Saturday. Or do you then play Davis middle of the week, just just to rest him? So in which case would it would be Davis playing yesterday and then again Wednesday. Um, I, don't, I think from a fitness point of view, it shouldn't, shouldn't matter too much. Um, I don't know well, whether Rose at this stage can play two games in the space of a few days. That's the only thing. But certainly Davis shouldn't have any issues doing that.
3: No, I don't think Davies. I don't think Davies and Trippier will. But Rose and Oria are, are working themselves ways to fit it, to to being fit. I think. But you're, you know, Kane's going to play two games in a week. So will Eriksson. Pretty much, uh, I would imagine some will. Uh, Dyer will. So I, I don't see there being a problem with teams playing those many games in a week. I really don't. Uh, players playing that many games in a week. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit of a misdirection there. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'd like to see the strongest team team out.
2: OK, um, in the second half of the Tottenham for Family podcast we will take a few more of your questions but before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update
1: Hello everybody, it's Bex to let you know what's been happening in the world of Spurs Ladies after their incredibly long mid-season break So firstly, the girls game today has been cancelled um, Strangely enough, for most people up and down the country, there's snow which is most bizarre, well it is if you live on the south coast uh, So we don't have any of that and I'm not entirely sure why it should be cancelled but I presume there's proper weather reasons for it That game was supposedly, sorry, supposed to be against Millwall's Lionesses. So that will be rescheduled into what looks like a really crowded second half of the season for the girls. They played midweek in the Continental Tyres Cup. This is the round robin um, series. And unfortunately, we lost 4-1, which, uh, to be fair, we were playing Chelsea ladies. Now, they're a team, they are playing in WSL 1. And they have internationals in their team, so it's not entirely a surprise. However, both Karen Hills, the manager, and Jenna Scalacci, the skipper, said they were really proud of the way the team fought back. They continued to play. They didn't ever let their heads drop. Uh, Our goal was scored by Lauren Pickett, who is a former Chelsea player, so it must have been a little bit nice for her. And um, so, out-of-the-cup matches then. Must be time to concentrate on the league. And on that subject, bearing in mind today's game was called off. I don't know exactly when the ladies will play again. The next scheduled game is the 7th of Jan. Um, so they do have a winter break. Hmm, interesting. And that's against Brighton and Hove Abbey at Chessant at 2 o'clock. We are still 6th in the league out of 10. So still not as bad as it could be. Um, and like I've said previously, for a team that's just been promoted, it's probably about where Karen Hills would have liked us to have been. Anyway, that's me done for today. Anybody wants to know anything? I am on Twitter at bunchesbex. Cheers, thanks, bye
2: bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, let's finish off with a few more questions. Um, first one, we sort of addressed this really. Ali Hassan, man of the match for me today with Son yesterday. Who do you think? Uh, sorry, do you think that in this vein of form he should start every game? And how good do you think he really is? I think we've pretty much said what we need to say about Son.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. He was. He's very good. I do uh, yeah. Yesterday he was exceptional, and it, 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 he's picking up his form just at the right time to, to contribute to the team. Um, and he'll what he'll draw defenders and players in to give the others space. Um, yeah, and to,
2: to, to give the likes of, well, yeah, yeah the others, as you say, but, but particularly Harry, um, Harry Kane. Um, Haven't really talked about him, but he he got on the score sheet twice yesterday. He missed a handful as well.
3: Um, yeah, it could it could have been. Um, a, a, a higher score yesterday. He was, he, his movement and it, he, the, the the way he goes about his game is exceptional. Yeah, he should have had more. I mean, he's got 50 goals now in this calendar year and I I, I think the the highest scorers across Europe have got like 52, 53, Messi, uh, Ronaldo, between, you know, so he, he's right up there. Right, and going back to what we've talked about in the past about him being world class, mm. um, yeah, he's right up there at the moment. Right up there. I don't, I think Pocher says he, he wouldn't have another attacker and I would, thoroughly agree with that thoroughly we agree with that i mean what is it? it's 90 in 128 games now yeah so if you work that through he should hit shearers record uh premier league scoring record in another 242 games so in about another six seasons if he keeps on at the same rate he'll be the premier league top scorer so that's roughly around his 30s so he might have a couple more years after that. So he he could easily do it. He could easily do it. There you go. You wouldn't think i prepared not, for this, but there you go. You see, not, I sit, <laughs> sit and work things out.
2: Not bad for one-season wonder. No. Um, and,
3: uh, what, 50
2: goals a season. I mean, he's the yeah. first English player to do that since um, Dixie, Dixie Dean for Everton.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 50 this year. So uh, so Lewandowski's got 52. Ronaldo and Cavani's got 51. And Messi's got 52 as well. Um you know, he, he, he's his strike rate, his average is better. He, he's just exceptional. He really is just exceptional. And, you know, people just say, well, he hasn't done it in this and he hasn't done that. Well, he's done it in the Champions League now. And he's beaten up teams in the Champions League. He's done it for three seasons in the Premier League. And I'm pretty fucking sure he's going to do it for England in the World Cup as well. You know, he he's, he's one of our own. And it, it's just nice to, you know... You could argue it's a bit of a fluke because nobody thought he was going to be this good. But it's, what it is, it's what, I, like I said earlier, um, Poch likes players who want to improve and better themselves mm. and have that drive uh, and an ambition. And I think in Kane, he has got that in spades. He has got that in spades.
2: The thing with Kane is, um, going back to what was we saying earlier about Friday night and, and, and the legends. That I attended, um, so Gary Mavitt was speaking about Kane, and he was telling us that Gary's obviously involved with Spurs. Um, he's got various um, amb- amb- ambassadorial duties, and he he mentioned that very early on in the Pochettino era, um, the the coaching staff were discussing Harry Kane, and they were saying, "Look, it's it's a bit of a conundrum because he's." He's a promising player that we've loaned out to various clubs. He goes to these clubs, he scores goals. Okay, all we'll be at, at, at lower levels. He comes back, gets his chance in 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 the first team, doesn't do it, gets loaned out. That's it. Comes back, um, and Pochettino effectively said to him, "Okay, I'm going to give you a chance ahead of Soldado and ahead of Adibio, and you prove to me that you're good enough." And he did exactly that. That and, and he had a, a coach in Pochettino that believed in him and ha- and gave him that confidence. And then, okay, worked on other things. Like for example, you know, his in the Pochettino Spurs in in Graham um, book, um, there are references to the fact that he had a lot of bo- um, body fat, and and they worked on reducing that. And you, you can look now and look at his body and his physique and compare it to when. Um, when Pochettino t- took over, and okay, he he, he's, he scored a fair few goals that first season, and everybody, you know, the joke was one season wonder. Um, but his his physique is a lot better. He's 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 done exactly what you said about Pochettino looking to always improve players and 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 liking players that are always actively seeking to improve themselves. He's done exactly that season after season, not just in his goals, but you know, in his technique, in, in his attitude, everything about him. Um, he's superb. The, the, you know, yesterday um, had a left-footed goal. If he'd got a hat trick, if he'd gone, if that the, the first chance, the chance that he had early, early in the first half, when he went through and got, and on, 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 when some put him through, um, and he should have scored that goal. Um, if that had gone in, that would have been a hat trick um, with his right foot. And of course, it earlier this season against Applewell away, he scored a hat yeah. tr- trick, and it was header, left foot, right foot. He's got everything in his in his armour
3: yeah he has he's he he is a dream i think it'd be a dream for a manager and it's a dream for a fan Mm. because you know he's married his childhood sweetheart he he says he he says the right things that he loves the club he doesn't want to leave he he, you know he he he, you know that the the pictures that come up when on sky sports of all the team members he's you know he's he's pointing to the badge he he gets it he gets what it means for, for people and um yeah, I, I I wouldn't go. I I I'd, I'd, I'd never like to get players' names on the backs of the shirts because, but I would get Kane, I think. And uh, yeah, he he's he's. I'm trying trying to think of objectives. He's like, he's like Galaxy chocolate. He's just smooth. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's. He, he, there's no ruffles there. There's nothing in the background. You think that might come back to bite us or anything. He just gets his head down and get on with gets on with it. And I think when Poch came in and there was there was people at like Adebayor at the club. There, you know, there was that attitude, and uh, you know, and they didn't. It, it came down to a confrontation that it, it's either you, well, you back the players or you back the manager. And I think it's always been the players in the past because they had so much power and so much money. And I'm glad to to see that this that at that time it went with the manager and he's got them out and they're all pulling in the same direction. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's have more of that.
2: It's amazing to think that you know, we went through as a club a long period of time, depending on when you want to start um, looking at this, where we would sign various strikers and none of them would would really hit it, as it were. And even the ones that did, the the likes of Berbatov and Keane and before that, Canute. I don't think any of them were, certainly in the Premier League, in terms of... They weren't prolific in so far as I don't think any of them were sort of 20, 30 goal um a season um they might have there might be the cumulative might have been in terms of you know if you add in the cup competitions but I don't think we had we had you go all the way back obviously you had Gary Lineker you had Jürgen Klinsmann and I think from about Klinsmann onwards in 94 you had to go all the way to Gareth Bale in 2013 and Bell's final season to, to find a striker that hit 20 plus Premier League goals um I could be wrong, I'm sure sure a listener will, will correct me, but I've got a feeling that that was the case. Um, and then, you know, we signed various players like um, Rebroth and um, who else? Helder Postiga, um, Raziak, oh, Shudder to think, Darren Bent, um, well, I could go on, Soldado, um, Adebayor, okay, Adebayor showed it in uh, in his first season when he was on loan, but... We were looking for that striker. Um, Defoe, obviously, you know another player that came in, um, I should have mentioned earlier, and put him alongside the likes of Keane and Berbatov. Um, good player Mido, dare I say it. What's happened to Mido, by the way?
3: Did you see a picture of him this yeah, week of him yeah. dressed up like Ron Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> there,
2: there's another one, by the way. That, there's, a, there's a second picture I saw today, and he, he looks... Pregnant, I think, is is the right way to describe it. He looks pretty in pretty bad shape, but even Mido, very early on in his Spurs career, he looked impressive. But none of these players were prolific and stayed at Spurs for a long period of time. And then suddenly, from out of nowhere, this player is effectively one of our own. Just yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah. he's He's the main man, and and even even when we've since tried to purchase, if you like, a second striker in in Janssen and and Llorente, it, 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 we haven't found that that player. And yet, it, it, the answer, the solution, was always right there from within our own academy. Um. Okay, question. Two questions left on the running order. Um, David Fornell, what does the panel think of the new Saturday evening KOs in the coming season? So, the proposal that it's going to be a seven forty five kickoff on a Saturday
3: that's bollocks Mm. the the premier league they'll go ahead and there will be 745 kickoffs but i know that that it's enshrined in whatever agreement they have that they cannot show three o'clock games live so have them at five past three for fuck's sake and show them live they need to sort out a streaming service um basketball in america you can stream any game live you can pay an amount of money and you can watch the games live Is there a reluctance here for the premier league and the fa to embrace this going forward um you know there, there's I, I saw something about uh, an advert recently and there's a, somebody was saying it, it goes along the lines of you know where we should look at streaming music and and make revenue from streaming music and and the, the head of the corporation says well how will streaming music help cd sales it's not about that, it's, it's about embracing that change and getting that additional revenue in. The, it, I'm glad to hear that the, the, the next round of bids is media neutral so that all types of broadcasters, including internet broadcasters and bids. So you might have Facebook, Amazon, or Netflix or somebody like that coming in and picking up the broadcasting rights. But they, ha- they have to have a, a, a proper streaming service so that all games can be streamed and seen. It, it, it's the future It's it's got to happen you, you the amount of of um games that you know you can watch any game if you want to find an illicit source you can watch a game they're losing money they need to sort that out and they need to get that money in people will be happy paying you know 10 quid to stream a game if they had to i think maybe 10 quid is a bit much but they've got they've got to sort that out they've they're losing money hand over foot and they've got to sort it out
2: interesting about what you said about um the premier league not embracing change they're quite happy to embrace um sky or bt dictating when kickoffs are but when it comes to common sense and the fact that everybody's you know fans are street watching football on on stream so they they seem to seem to be a bit behind um my take is with a 745 kickoff, it's it's difficult enough. So, if you've got a 745 kickoff during the week, and how many have we got over a course of a season? Maybe a couple, am I right in saying? Maybe two, three? Mid- Possibly, m- yes. M- midweek games. Okay, that's, that's not too bad in the 20. It was obviously more when we had 22 teams in the Premier League. Um, so, this season, the only away, as far as I know, the only. I've got Swansea as well. OK, so you've got Swansea away and you've got Leicester. And we had Leicester away. The only away fixtures of those two games, um, I couldn't go to Leicester because it was during the middle of the week and it involved me taking time off work. And there's no way that you, come, can, you can come back the same night. Well, you can, but you've got to get the chartered train out of Leicester. And I've, I've done that in the past with um, going up to Stoke in the middle of the week. Um... And it's not it's not really workable. So you know you've got to take time off work uh, at least half a day here, half a day there, um, and that's fine. I understand that you know there are going to be some games at the middle of the week, and that's maybe that's part and parcel, and and so that the fans that do go up show that commitment. But to to have games at the weekend that are as late as seven forty-five, there's no way that you're going to get it back in time. Sometimes even with five. Five thirty kickoffs, depending on where it is, so it's not too bad. For example, with, with Manchester on a, on a Saturday or, or a Sunday, but Merseyside um, kickoffs I've done that have been at five thirty, and you go all the way up, and then the game finishes at what well, I don't know, seven twenty, whatever. Um, and there aren't tr- late trains, or there might be one, there might be one train um, that Virgin or whoever are running at eight o'clock, but that's just you can't get to that unless you leave the ground early um and then you've got to get got to, got to get the chartered train tra- train so once again um it seems that fans aren't um they're the last ones that anybody thinks about i mean
3: you're right they don't, they don't consider the fans they 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 just want the the, the tv money and they'll they'll be contracted to have a, a number of games at a certain time uh, you know they'll have to have us and they'll they'll put them on whenever they want
2: are these additional games or are they just switching the five thirty kickoffs?
3: They, they, uh, they may well. Su- no, I think what they'll do, they'll, they'll be at the five thirty, and they'll be at seven forty-five. So they'll switch to three o'clock.
2: So we're going to have even less three o'clock kickoffs, effectively. Even less.
3: So, yeah, that's and success. and uh, ultimately, <laughs> yeah. That, that, if you can't show a three o'clock kickoff, that's what they want to do. So move them to half past three. You know, even, even yeah, the three o'clock kickoff may well die, and but it'll only live on at lower league level. But if they can't show a three o'clock sh- uh, kickoff on TV, show it at half three.
2: I mean, the Monday night football that, 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 that there is, that's not always, that, that's, I don't know, what, I'm not sure how frequent it is, but it's not every week. Why don't they just have more Monday night kickoffs? I mean, that's...
3: Nothing wrong with a Monday night kickoff. I think ultimately what you're going to have, if it, you you're you're going to have the the kickoff staggered from Friday to Monday, yeah. and they'll and they'll show every game bar a couple of three mm. o'clocks on a Saturday, just to you know, which it, which is an ideal at all.
2: But then that makes a mockery of the original argument that you you can't have televised games at three o'clock. Well, at <laughs> this rate, there won't be any games that are kicking off at three o'clock, except for the, the I suppose the the lower leagues. And maybe maybe the argument here is that they're trying to say as well, if you're I don't know if you happen to support Manchester United but you live in I don't know somewhere like Berry or Oldham, um, you know they they want to encourage those people to go and watch their local team, and if they yeah. If, if yeah, mm.
3: that's I mean I, I've got a a, um, a local uh, United Counties Football League team. Probably less than 200 metres away from my house in a local sports ground. Our Chester United, um, you know, it's it's three quid to go and stand on their little stand and watch them get a cup of bottle at half time. I sometimes do that if I if I can't get into to London to see Tottenham or or can't get to an away game. It it's about that like, You know, non-league days you f- see the grounds filling up when it's when it's an international weekend, uh, and I, I know that other people don't want football to be maintained and running the way it is and i can you you can see it collapsing Mm. under the weight of its own self-importance and and scheduling really
2: and how many televised games do you need i mean you've already got you've got so you've got what two on a saturday as it stands you've got two on a sunday um that's not withstanding there's as a, as a Friday night or a Monday I think it's normally either a Friday night or a Monday but not both um, it's just ridiculous um, you know I mean, a, look, look,
3: look at it today there's the, there's the so the, uh, the Saints game would be on TV you've got Everton Liverpool which is on the TV uh-huh. and then you're going to have Man City Man United on the TV so that's three you know three games today and that's why they're being shifted to these weird time slots on a Sunday you know nobody early kickoffs nobody wants to i don't like early kickoffs there's no atmosphere yeah you can't build build up to the game but it, it's all about the tv schedule and they just they just it's the extra revenue but they 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 can never now cut that back because the 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 deals will only want they'll only want to increase the deals and get more money in so that's why they're having to offer more games they can't keep offering the same amount of games for more money it doesn't work
2: but who's driving this i wonder is it uh uh Greedy bastards. Well, essentially, it's greedy bastards. But is it? Are we talking about um, the fact that if you if you have a game running at seven forty-five in sort of peak viewing times, you're going to get more advertising revenue, that, which is perhaps good, um, favours broadcasters. Or or is it are club's asking for more? Because I would argue there's there's enough money swimming around in the game already. Why what? what you know, to, to what level do you want to go? It's, it's ridiculous.
3: Well, the, the clubs are always, the clubs are going to say you want us to play at that time. You can give us some more money, um, and the Premier League is going to go fine. We're just going to get fleece the people who buy the rights for a bit more cash to give it to you. It, it, I, don't, I don't like the idea of the the, the Saturday night games, mm. um, but ultimately, I don't think there's and you know, and I can see one um after the four o'clock four clock, clock kick off on a sunday as well i can see a sunday night game as well no
2: please do you, please don't say that that's the worst you know, i mean, I mean
3: I, yeah that's it but you you you'll see all that you you will see every time slot shoehorned in so they will be staggered from friday night till to from friday night till monday night staggered across the weekend so every game is in an individual time kick off and every game could possibly be streamed live or shown live you know mm. Quite easily, quite easily done. Quite easily done. It, it, it It's disrespectful to fans and it's not, I don't think it's not sustainable. Um,
2: We had a late question on the running order from Ali Hassan who said, still on the strikers theme, this is a follow-up from this earlier question um, on, on Sun, does anyone on the panel think we still need backup for Kane?
3: Um, as I am the panel um, I think we should if Lorente can get some more goals then possibly not but I think if you looking at backup or replacement okay, and you're looking at 60 million quid plus um, I mean there were, the rumours abounded this week that Aubameyang um, was going to go to Everton for 60 million quid um, I don't know if we should take a punt at him for 60 million quid you, he's going to want to play but you, we're Buying any player to replace Kane is buying a backup player. You're never going to buy somebody to replace him. They're never going to be first choice unless Kane gets injured and they're always um, going to be on the bench or playing second fiddle. So it's going to be difficult to attract the right level of players who have got the right attitude to take that position, unfortunately. So we're always going to be looking at your um, um a Soldado or somebody. like I know Soldado was bought to be first choice, but somebody mm. of that that ilk, who is happy to to play that role
2: i think we've we've got a very good technically good and experienced player in Lorente, and somebody who, who, who knows where the back of the net is particularly in the premier league which um Janssen doesn't uh, and i know a lot of spurs fans have a uh, quite get sort of quite i don't know uh romantic notions about about yeah, and, and him wanting to do well, but I, I don't think he—he, he, he, I don't think in his first season. And I think he had plenty of opportunities. Was was was, was um, good enough. Now the loan might do him do him good, and he might well come back to Spurs further down the line. Who knows? But um, I'm I'm quite happy with with Lorente. All I would say is I would like to see, I'd like to see that combo of Lorente starting a match with Son in behind that we saw against Apoel um, in in other games across the season. I know, I know his opportunities will be limited because it's because he's got one Mr. Harry Kane ahead of him, but um, I'd, I'd like to think if Kane is injured that um, he starts those games straight away and, and it's not a question of putting Son up front um, on his own and it's, it's, it, it's Lorente. Um, as for anybody else, um, I think I said it a few pods back, I would like us to buy, unless we've got somebody coming through, then I'd like us to buy a young, raw talent. Somebody who um, can come off the bench and has got a bit of pace and can, can get the odd goal. But
3: um... it's, it's, They're difficult to find. Um, have we got players in the, the academy that could be brought through? Uh, perhaps we need to ask Windy, but Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it's difficult to get those. We, we, there's, you know, the, we were looking at Cliver uh, um, as a winger from who's p- currently Aj- Ajax, and there's another midfielder as well, Ajax that we were we were linked with, and that I, I think I've said this on the pod before: the, the the players are taken away from clubs too early to develop because. Premiership teams wants to buy them in early to get them in the club before anybody else snaps them up or their price rises. But this is to the detriment of, of those leagues and to international teams because they never get that development. And for a 19, 18, 19 year old lad to come into the Premiership and play for a team and then prove his mettle and either become a first choice or or more than a backup, it's very, very difficult, very difficult these days. So I think more of the European clubs that are developing these talents that are stolen early need to keep them. I mean, you look at the model that Chelsea have with their 40 odd players that they have on loan. Never getting to get in the Chelsea first team, so why they're just taking the dollar that all they're doing is taking the dollar, and that doesn't smack to me or say to me that they want to improve or develop at all.
2: The one that I would have liked a few years ago was um, Dembele, who ends up at Celtic,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, but it's somebody
2: of that ilk that I'd, I'd like us to, to go for, and somebody that is relatively unknown and therefore cheap. Um, that you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out or well
3: jansen's the the perfect example of that
2: yeah but somebody with pace and somebody yeah. somebody that doesn't cost tw- 22 million and and is is cheap um the
3: thing is 22 million is the new 15 million which is the new 5 million it, it you, <laughs> yeah. you know you know it, it sissoko 30 million you know is it for utility player um okay oh, uh, f- damn, f- it. F- damn it damn it I wanted to get through a podcast without mentioning his fucking name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
2: Oh dear. Um,
3: Sorry. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. Uh, five million Delhi. That sort of that sort of um, type player. You know. Yeah. That, yeah. But the, again, the trouble is, I, th- I think what Pochettino is trying to do, he's trying to get players on out out-and-out strikers that can play on, on you know. Uh, uh, Kundu can do, or Clinton, she, or dare I say it, some somebody who can also play in behind or, or can play out wide. Um, I would like an out on out striker as a as a different option. I don't want to call it a backup, but um, yeah, a backup stroke, different. You know, somebody can come on, bit of pace. Um, a young Jermaine Defoe.
3: Yeah, I, I tell you what, even an old Jermaine Defoe, I'd take him after his performance yesterday. He's yeah. looking in great Fettle and Nick. Yeah. We should have had him back. Somebody, uh, yeah. somebody just yeah.
2: needs to sh- show him um, what offside means, and 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 that.
3: Yeah, um, uh, I'd take him back. Yeah. He he was exceptional yesterday. I'd take him back in a heartbeat. Well, well, I really in a, would.
2: In a sense, he he would he would also, even though he's um, in the autumn of his career, he's the sort of player that would be happy to. Uh, he's quite pragmatic enough to know that, you know, he's going to be playing second fiddle, fiddle and he'd be quite happy coming off the bench. Um, yeah. And that that's essentially what I want because, like you say, anybody that you get in, um, and this was illustrated with, um, was it Morata? Um, yeah. Said that, you know, Spurs were interested in it a, few, a few years ago in him and he actually said to Pochettino, look, I can't it, I can't come to Spurs because I'd just be playing second fiddle, fiddle to Harry Kane and he's right. Um
3: yeah,
2: and you know, I don't think there are too many players out there in the world. That, you know, even someone like Aguero. Let's just say we sign Aguero. Um, I, t- I couldn't see that working for us because we well, saying it wouldn't work for Harry Kane. Because what, would you drop Kane at at the expense of Aguero, or would you play them half and half the time? I don't think either player would be happy with that. They're unplayed. They've got to play all the time. So yeah, it needs. I think we're good with the backup we've got in Lorente and Son, and uh, maybe maybe another player with a little bit of pace who can come on and get the get get the odds goal would, would 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 be good just to take a little bit of the pressure off
3: of Harry. But... Well, we've got Lamella now, so we we can. Uh... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. So hopefully he can inject that. He's like he's like a new signing. Yeah. He, uh, he really is. I, I think
2: he's also. There's only like the one or two occasions where he's, he's played as a false nine before for us. Or or play the funny offer, target man. Um, Final question, Richard Healy. um, We will try to do do this justice, but we might um, also come back to it on next week's pod as well. Richard asks. um, So uh, it's mentioned right at the outset of the podcast. It's, It's been snowing a lot in much of much of the UK. Um, it's not too bad in London, but I think you said you had eight eight inches of snow earlier. About eight
3: inches, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been out with the kids, we've made snowmen and igloos and stuff. It's still snowing now. It was snowing when I woke up and it's still snowing now.
2: So Richard has created his own Spurs Snow 11 um, and he says, can anyone on the pod think of anything better? So he's come up with Eric Torse vet in goal, in defence, Stephen Stuck in the car, Sledley King, Colin holder wood Danny Rosy nose and then he's gone for a midfield of Christian igloo son Mickey <laughs> Sno- Mickey snow has it, um, moose sis so- moose sis snow cone and Chris waddles like a penguin and then he's gone up front um, Martin shivers and freezer Campbell um, managed by keseker manager even and um, David Fleet. Right, so can we come up with anything better? Um, I, yeah, I struggled with this. Well, St- no, Steve. St- St- no, yeah, Steve Slade. Um, as in Slade's and the Christmas song, and
3: I, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I just I, I've been racking my brains all the way through this, trying to think of some some Christmas puns. Um. Harry King Winslet last no um, no I, I honestly I can't think I, I g- give me give me a week to think of it and I'll come back to you with some for next week but off the top of my head I just can't can't think of any that are are up there I I, I, I thought of Sledgley King mm-hmm. but we got Sledgley King on there so no I can't. Okay,
2: I'll, I'll tell you what, Richard. I think we, we've we've tried and failed to answer your question, and we, as I said earlier, we will definitely come back to it um, in next week's podcast. Um, but also, why not open it up to listeners? So, if any of our listeners have got any um, Spurs snow 11s that they can think of, it doesn't have to be a full eleven. If it's just just um, the odd player that's that's has got that snowy feel to it um then just just drop uh, drop us a note you can contact us through um the usual channels the facebook page or via twitter Our twitter handle hand twitter handle is at thf Podcasts. um and if you s- send us in some suggestions we'll, we'll read them out in the ne- next podcast and also hopefully by then we, we we would have come up with a few of our own um john it's been a pleasure as always
3: thank you javi has been good um, always is good.
2: The next podcast will be recorded a week today, um, day after the Man City match. Um, John, you'll be back on there with me, um, and we yep. also hope to have David Fournell. Um Until then, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. <laughs>
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen
1: Put on that lily white and run on to that
0: green White Art Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the a goal. Oh, come Jesus. on, Get Tottenham, don't it. be so bloody show. You are the you first team, it. the last team my dreams what have seen. ever seen. Pull on that lily white and I'm run on to that, that green. green. Oh, we've seen come them come, we've seen come them go, the names come up on come our, our shirts. Have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.